Welcome to Matriarch Rising, a podcast for the modern-day woman awakening to her soul's purpose while she journeys on a transformational path from maiden to mother to crone. My name is Arinda, and I am your podcast host. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, rate, review, and share. Your support means the world. Thank you so much for being here. Welcome to this new episode of the Matriarch Rising podcast. Today's episode is part of the self-care series where I explore various concepts and practices that I utilize for myself that contribute to my overall well-being. And by me sharing them with you, I hope that you find them helpful for your own well-being. Today, I talk about the nervous system. I briefly explain how the nervous system works, the way I've understood and I've learned it, and I also talk about regulation and co-regulation and how we can do that with our children. I also share some practices that I do myself that help me regulate my own nervous system. So I hope you find it helpful whether you are a parent or not. This episode I think will be quite beneficial because we all have a nervous system and we all have the need to know how to regulate it. So if you want to let me know what you thought of today's episode, you're welcome to communicate with me on Instagram at Matriarch Rising Podcast. You can even send me an email at matriarchrisingpodcast at gmail.com. So without further ado, here is today's episode. I'm going to talk about the nervous system, and I think this is an important conversation to have for everyone, but especially for parents. Regulating the nervous system has become kind of a buzzword nowadays, and I think that is a wonderful thing. I love that people are becoming more aware and more educated about the nervous system in general, and also trying to understand and focusing on regulating it. But I think first it is important to understand how the nervous system actually works so we can realize that it is practically impossible to have a regulated nervous system at all times. If we look at how our nervous system is structured and if we understand its functions and the purpose, we will see that there is a purpose and a time for each aspect of our nervous system both for the up-regulated state and the down-regulated state. Even though we are striving for that middle line, that balanced state, there is a purpose in time and place for each of the other two. So just like there is a purpose for the night and there's a purpose for the day, both facilitating certain functions that neither of them can do on their own. We need the upregulated state, for example, to wake up in the morning, and we need the downregulated state to be able to rest at night. But let's back up a little and start with a brief overview of how the nervous system is structured and its functions. What do those upregulated and downregulated states mean, and how do we find the balance? 
So first, let me say that even though I am categorizing these as separate systems and states, as everything else in our whole being, everything is connected and affected by each other aspect. That's why it's important to keep in mind a holistic view, meaning one as a whole of our being, even if we are talking about different categories and aspects. So then let's start with a very brief and overly simplified overview of the nervous system. Our nervous system is composed of two parts, the central nervous system and the peripheral nervous system. As part of the peripheral nervous system, there is the autonomic nervous system, which, which controls many unconscious activities in our bodies like breathing, um, heart rate, and digestion, etc. The functions of the autonomic nervous system are automated and we don't really have to think about them in order for them to function. However, more recently we have actually discovered something that ancient sages have known for centuries that with specific dedicated practices, we can actually influence certain aspects of the autonomic nervous system. For example, with concentration and various pattern, patterned breath, we can affect the heart rate, which in return can facilitate healing. This is where mind over matter plays a role and by affecting our mindset, we can affect our bodily functions and in turn impact healing in our bodies in a positive way. So back to the nervous system, the autonomic nervous system is composed of the two parts that we will focus on specifically, one known as the sympathetic nervous system and the other one known as the parasympathetic nervous system. You might have heard maybe in a yoga class, even uh, your yoga teacher mentioned the parasympathetic nervous system. Even if you don't know anything about the nervous system, that is one that is becoming more and more of a buzzword, wanting to be in the parasympathetic state. And I'll, I'll go into that in a little bit. So let's start first with the sympathetic nervous system. That is the part that is responsible for our survival. And it's known for the states of fight, flight, or freeze, meaning that when we are in that state of high stress for survival, we will react in either uh, by fighting back whatever is presented as danger, by fleeing the danger scene, so running away, or by freezing or playing dead until the perceived danger has passed. When we are in this sympathetic nervous system state, we are upregulated so we might feel uh, overly alert frightened angry or a variety of heightened emotions and we might associate these emotions as negative nowadays but they do actually serve the purpose of survival in ancient times when we lived primarily in nature we were on constant high alert for any type of say big animals that might eat us so our nervous system was constantly scanning for that threat, constantly on high alert, 
and we had that strong instinct to fight, flee, or freeze. In these states, our bodies would be flooded with that stress hormone known as cortisol and with adrenaline, also known as epinephrine, signifying to the brain that there is this life-threatening danger, so we need to act fast. And that adrenaline would give the body that extra energy for survival, and we would likely fight or flee and hopefully survive. Nowadays, chances of being hunted down by wild animals are very slim, but there's still dangers in our daily life that might trigger that version of our nervous system. For example, when driving and someone cuts you off and you need to correct the course very quickly to avoid a crash, our sympathetic nervous system kicks in. This is where we need the sympathetic nervous system state. This is a state that gets triggered naturally in our system, even with, without any danger present, uh, with daylight so we can wake up in the morning. However, unfortunately, there are many people who live in this very high alert state all the time as their normal state of being. And there are also those who have big traumas and perhaps even PTSD and are sadly trapped in this state. And the brain cannot really tell linear time the way we, we think of it. So if the mind is stuck in the past, in a past state of high stress, the body will be in that state too. And as you can imagine, this can be a huge problem in the long run because it can really contribute to the dysfunction of the body from the constant high stress that can cause a variety of all sorts of disease in the body. And I had to look this up, but by the data from 2022, Stress has been linked to the five leading causes of death in the United States. So it is crucial, literally crucial for our survival, to better understand this state specifically and generally the nervous system so we can find a balance and release any unnecessary stress from our body for our own well-being. In the other part of the autonomic nervous system that I mentioned earlier is known as the parasympathetic nervous system. This is responsible for our restoration and this is known as a state of rest and digest. When we are in the parasympathetic nervous system, we are downregulated, meaning that we start to come down after the danger has passed. We naturally get in this state in the evening and during the night when our bodily functions are decreased and hormones like endorphins and oxytocin and serotonin kick in. We get in this state also after a bath or a massage or a gentle yoga practice, doing meditation and calming breath work. We can get in this parasympathetic state also by hugging a loved one for a prolonged time or eye gazing with a loved one. The hormone oxytocin that gets released from loving touch is also known as the love hormone and it is the highest in our bodies during birth. If you are a new parent, you can feel this as well when you hold your baby. 
especially during skin-to-skin contact. If you pay close attention from a neutral observant state of mind, you can notice how some of the bodily functions shift when you're getting in this parasympathetic state. The heart rate slows down, the breath might become slower and deeper, and the body will start to feel more relaxed. So there's an overall sense of calm and relaxation. In the parasympathetic state, our metabolism is optimal and our tissues start to repair. This is when healing can happen, especially if we can be in the state for a prolonged time. This is why quality sleep is so important for our health. However, as wonderful as the parasympathetic state is, we cannot be in this state at all time. Otherwise, we would not wake up in the morning or be alert enough to be out and about in the world and do all the things that we need to do. We can think of the sympathetic state as the day and the parasympathetic state as the night. They're both necessary and they're both valuable as long as we can shift from one to the other. Neither of them are good or bad as long as we're not stuck in one or the other if they're not conductive to not only surviving but also thriving. So how do we find balance and how can we shift from one to the other if we need to? There are various practices that we can do to help our bodies find the balance between the two nervous system states. One of my favorites that is accessible to everyone is breath work. There are different types of breathwork patterns that can help us either stimulate or calm, depending on what we need. One breathwork pattern that is really nice for balancing the two is the alternate nostril breathing. And that can help us find balance between the left and the right hemispheres of the brain and in turn, both sides of the body. From there, we can do just left nostril breathing to calm or right nostril breathing to stimulate. If you are new to breath work or have any known health conditions, including if you are or might be pregnant, it is important to research contraindications for any given breath work pattern to assure that it is safe for you. There are other types of breath work that can help bring more alertness and wakefulness activating the sympathetic nervous system if we need that. And there are other types of breath work that can help us find more calm and peace by activating the parasympathetic nervous system. And everyone has access to their breath, so it is a great tool to use to our advantage. And it can also be something that we can do almost passively. Especially as a new parent, for example, you can practice breath work while nursing your baby by bringing some awareness and intention in the practice, just accessing your own breath. It can be a wonderful form of self-care for a new mama. There are also other practices besides breath work that can help balance the nervous system. Another favorite of mine, of course, is yoga. And again, there are various types of yoga styles. Some are more suited to stimulate 
and some more to come. But ultimately, at the end, if done correctly and to completion, any yoga style will lead to the parasympathetic nervous system state. For example, even a ashtanga or advanced vinyasa practice, which requires more strength and endurance, will end with the restorative pose of shavasana, the final resting pose. On the other end, a yin yoga practice will be all along very relaxing and conductive to the parasympathetic nervous system. Another great practice to engage the parasympathetic nervous system is meditation. And similarly to breath work, it is something that can be done nearly as a passive type of self-care practice in some circumstances, especially for a new parent or a new mother that can be done during nursing time or while being with a baby or co-sleeping in a safe setup. In fact, this would be a good place to mention also the concept of co-regulating the nervous system. Co-regulating the nervous system is the practice of utilizing another human to help each other access that balanced state of the nervous system. When we touch bare skin to skin and are so close in proximity to the other where we can breathe rhythmically with another being, that touch of the skin and the breath combined help the brain waves synchronize as well as the heartbeat. So the individual nervous systems, the two individual nervous systems, start to sync up with one another. And we can apply this beautifully to parenthood. Science shows us that children don't have the capacity to regulate their own nervous system at a young age. So they need an adult that they know and trust to help them regulate. And that's what co-regulation is. For example, when a child is in distress, maybe they're crying, we can hold them closely so they can feel our heartbeat and our breath. And if we can also access to touch their bare skin, maybe a hand on their back, this will help their nervous system sync up to ours by co-regulating. And this can help them reach that parasympathetic level of the nervous system because if they are in distress or crying, they are in the sympathetic state and they're kind of stuck in that state when they are young and they cannot regulate on their own. Now, if the parent is also dysregulated, stressed out, very normal, especially for a new parent, it is a little more challenging and it may take a little more time, but even then, it is more effective than the parent just trying to regulate themselves alone with a child at the other end of the room crying. And the child ner- the child certainly needs the adult. So co-regulation will naturally happen if the adult has the understanding of how regulating the nervous system works and they can bring some awareness to that state, to the state of their own and of the child's nervous system. It is a beautiful dance that happens between the two nervous systems. I've seen this countless times in application with my own child and with other parents and children, and it's just 
beautiful to witness how fast the child's nervous system will, co will co-regulate. Co-regulation can also work between two adults who know and trust each other. But from my experience, co-regulating with a child can actually work quicker than with an adult. And I believe that that's because children are not thinking the way adults do. Adults will make stories in their mind about whatever the situation is, whereas children are more present. If we look at emotions as a chemical reaction, so a signal from the brain, the reaction in the body will only last around 90 seconds. So for example, if we get triggered, um, perhaps something upset us, and we feel angry, that anger as a chemical reaction in our bodies only around a 90 second process. However, we create a story in our mind about whatever happened and we hold on to that story. And that's what makes that feeling linger longer than those 90 seconds. And sometimes that even gets stored in our body if we don't process it and release it meaning if we don't down-regulate. So that's where some level of trauma may occur from that experience. And in really extreme scenarios, PTSD can also occur from big traumas. On the contrary, young children are not stuck in their heads the way adults are. So they're just going to go through the process of whatever emotions they're feeling and they'll be done with it and boom, they're done. If you've ever noticed a child, how they might be crying for whatever they're upset for around a minute or so, and then after that's done, they might just be completely over it and running around laughing and playing. And that's exactly what's happening. So that's why co-regulation between a child and an adult can be so effective quickly. And it doesn't have to be a parent. It just needs to be an adult that has an established relationship of safety with a child so the child feels comfortable and safe and trusting around that adult and that's why that dance of nervous systems between the two is just so beautiful to to witness and it works so if you are a parent to a young child try this for yourself i do feel like it works best with younger children but with any children of yours Bring this to your awareness next time that you're around your child when they're feeling upset and try to co-regulate with them. You can come close to them no matter how you're feeling, as long as you're just feeling safe enough to do that. Come close and ask them permission to hold them and to touch them. And you can place your hand on their back, directly on their skin, and hold them close so they can feel your breath and your heartbeat. And stay there and breathe together, ideally for a minute or more. And you can extend your exhales, making them longer than the inhales. This will help the heartbeat slow down and the breath as well, engaging the parasympathetic nervous system. And then observe how your child responds to this experience. It might, as I said, it might work best with younger children because the older ones might start to actually create stories in their heads like adults would. 
but just try it out for yourself and see how it works. And if it doesn't, observe the environment, notice what's going on, if there is any external stimuli around any other people or pets or noise that can be distracting. Otherwise, it should work. It is brilliant. It's not magic. It's just the simple function of our body as human beings with a nervous system. So I guess you could call it magic. <laughs> it is just so important for everyone, but especially for parents to understand how the nervous system works and how we can utilize it to our advantage. When we understand how we can balance our own nervous system, literally do our own inner work, then we can show up in that way and teach it to our children. And that can be an invaluable life skill to have, to know how to work with your own inner world for your benefit and for everyone else's too. If we all learned how our nervous system works, the world can become a more peaceful and safer place for all. Thank you so much for tuning in to listen to today's episode of the Matriarch Rising podcast. I really hope you found it helpful. And if you did, please share it with somebody you love. Another way to show your support would be to leave a rating and a review wherever you listen to podcasts so other people can discover it too. And a very quick update, I will start to release these episodes every two weeks. If you already subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts, you don't have to do anything. You will be notified automatically next time there's a new episode. And if you are not subscribed, you can do that for free again wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for being here. Your presence and your support mean the world to me. Thank you.